are here with Court Chase, who uh, is a personal finance blogger and coach. She writes over at Modern Family. Now, her and her partner started with over $100,000 in student loan debt, which seems a little bit crazy to us here in Canada, but it is an American student loan debt. Uh, it can happen. I mean, I, there's people up here probably that do have it as well, but they also accumulated a million dollars in net worth over nine years later. I should say not over, but in within nine years, which is amazing. So I want to find out how her uh, and her family of four have ways to optimize their expenses and save money with a family. So Court, I am so happy and excited to be talking to you today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Maria. Um, so let's start. What does, I know that you are currently on parental leave. Um, I am too, so I totally get that. Um, what does a normal week look like for you? So two parents at home, a one-year-old and a four-year-old busy, I can imagine exhausting. Um, but what does it look like and what do those activities kind of cost? Yeah. So Nick is not working right now. So the two of us are both off right now and it's been honestly so nice. So think of uh, you know, most people's weekends where you're trying to do, you know, all the activities, but without, we don't have the stress of having to cram everything in for the week into those two days. So it's like your freedom days, but like all year long. So it's, it's just very, very relaxing in that sense. I mean, we, we have slow mornings, we take our time, Parker, our one-year-old is napping, right? So we work between the naps and everything, but Finn, our daughter, who's four, she does outside school once a week, um, which is $250 for eight different sessions that are two and a half hours each. And we do library story time once a week, which is free. We go to our parent link center, which is just in our town that has this uh, free preschool class and they do different crafts and have different toys that they rotate and they do circle time. And she loves going to that. And that's also free. Um, gymnastics is just drop-in. So we could have signed up for a class, but then we're kind of tied to a a strict schedule. Whereas this is $5 per class. You just come and go as you please. And you can come every Friday if you want, or, you know, take a hiatus for a month. There's no kind of rules around it, just the $5 each time. Um, And then we also at our library, they have Lego day, which we love, and it's also free. And they got all this funding for all these different Lego kits, whether it's Duplo or Lego, you know, the whole, whole bunch of it. And um, they just go and open up the bins and the kids just have a heyday there. So, you know, that's the only two things that consistently we do weekly that have the cost is that outside school and the gymnastics. That's it. And then in the winter times, we get a sports center pass. So that's for our local sports center that has a swimming pool and skating rinks and turf time and bounce house, things like that. And that's $100 a month. And we do that from November through February or March. We did it through February this year. And so we try and utilize that. So that way it comes down if we're going, you know, a couple times a week where we're going swimming, you know, for an hour, we don't feel bad that like, oh, we're just there for an hour. Let's go home. Like we're, we'll utilize it. Right. So the unit per unit cost is a much cheaper cost than if we were to just pay the daily rate to go. Right. And then also in the wintertime, we go skiing. And for Finn, that's $20 for the season for kids under five at the ski hill near us. And for us adults, it's $10 per each time we go on the magic carpet ride. So we haven't gotten any ski lifts while she's young. We're just doing that. So that keeps it, you know, relatively inexpensive, you know, less than hundred dollars for the year to get her out skiing and then outdoor rinks, sledding. Of course, that stuff's free. 
Um, in the summer, we'll get a zoo pass. So we'll spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars for our family to have a zoo pass for the year. And we'll go again, like utilize that as much as we can. We go out and fly kites. We go to the playgrounds, parks, hikes, you know, we go out to our family cabin, all that sort of stuff is all free. So we're out doing things, but it's really not at a, at a very high cost. I mean, we use the library a lot. We have probably 60 library books out at a time for the kids and we fire through those books. So again, free cost, but it's utilizing, I don't even know, like at least two hours a day we're spending reading books, whether we're at the library or at home. So that's like our, our personal, like go-to is, is our library. We love it so much. So yeah, those are different ways that we can just, you know, have our day set up where we have, you know, an hour to two to three that we're outside doing something. And the rest of the time, it's you know pretty casual, hanging out, quiet time, reading books, that sort of thing day in, day out. I think it, I, I can totally relate. So, um, as someone who's also on parental leave right now, and my husband's a shift worker, we get a lot of that like midday time. And we've made the mistake a few times of like going to the pool on a long weekend. And it was just like, what are we thinking? And then we go like during the week and it's like, oh, there's nobody here. This is so wonderful. And it's way more enjoyable. I mean, I think that is a little bit of a privilege, obviously, of the position that we're in. Um, so I can appreciate that. And the library is a great tip. I, we also love the library. We could sit and read books. We're the same. And they, you don't even need 60 books. They read the same book over and over <laughs> and over again, right? Like yeah, it's great exactly. at this age. Um, so that's awesome. I really do like that. Now, my question about the magic carpet, though, the skiing, have you looked at a season's pass? Is that going to be cheaper for you guys if you're going multiple times? Eventually, once she's off this off the magic carpet, yes, um, we noticed that in the spring summer they have really steep discounts. So that's the time to get the different passes, whether we're going to get individual or family, whatever it may be. It probably will be a family pass that we'll get in the summertime for the next season. But we're still a year or two or three away from that. <laughs> yeah, because our our so our local ski hill where we take our daughter, they have a seasons pass just for the magic carpet which is awesome because it's like a fraction of the cost um, as you go like a dozen times and it pays for itself. So I can totally appreciate that. Yeah. This, this $20 pass, it's for the whole year. That's for everything. Perfect. Yeah. For what, and w- whether it's the magic carpet or any runs, like that's the kid's season pass is $20. And I think it is also like, that's a tip for like young kids. Um, obviously that's how they get the parent there, but we looked in mountains and we've taken our kids to the mountains skiing time and they're free at that age, right? Cause they know they have to have a parent there and things like that. Um, so you've given us some t- tips. So library is a really good tip. Going outside obviously is a really good tip sometimes depending on the weather. <laughs> um, are there any other kind of money saving optimizing tips you have for us, for families in that regard for activities? Yeah. I mean, just know that you are in control of your spending, not your kid. Like your kid may be putting on the peer pressure of like, I want to do this. Can I get this? I want that, you know, but it's you, it's your money. So starting from the early age of setting that boundary of like, no, this is how we do it in our family. And that's literally all you have to say, especially if it's the, well, so-and-so does it like this, or so-and-so has this like, well, that's just not how we do it in our family. And that, and that's honestly it. And so you just have to create these boundaries at a young age. And if you're just, and if you're hadn't for the years that your kid is, you know, like start now, like, and then your kid will adapt. 
So like, for example, we will walk around the store and Finn will ask to go to the aisle that has the stuffies. And she goes and she picks out a stuffy and she holds it while we're walking around the store. And then when it's time to go, we put it back and there's never a fight of like, but I want to take it home. I love this one. Like there's never once been a fight because this is how we set it up from the get go. So, and like another thing is like, she gets one treat a day and if it will be a big deal if we're out and about and we just randomly surprise her and say okay like you can pick out an extra treat today she would be floored for that like she would never think to ask for it again you know it's just like creating those the expectations from your kids so that I think is really really big and then just realizing there's so many things out there that are for free that you do not need to pay for you just need to be aware of them and most parents are so stressed and don't have the time to think and look and whatever but join different Facebook groups for your area there might be a mom's group read your local library or sorry read your local uh, newspaper if you get them like we get two delivered each week to us and they have all the things going on in our community and half of them are free whether it's you know, going to the farmer's market or whatever different fair is going on, or there are different ways that you might be able to volunteer. And then that way you get in for free to different things or our, our, um, our parent link center, they have passes to the science center, but you wouldn't know about it if you didn't go in there and you saw them hanging and ask them, Hey, what's going on with that? And then they tell you, Oh, you can have it for 48 hours, but you wouldn't know that. Right. So just getting out there and seeing what is around in your community and connecting with other parents. And then you can have little, you know, play dates with the kids and you can get an hour to free while, you know, your kids with someone else, like those few hours are just like, it's basically free, free babysitting, right? But like your kid is enjoying it because they're with a friend and you do, obviously you return the favor, of course, but you know, these are all different things that you can do that are getting your kid out and socializing or doing things they are educational, but they really don't have to come at a really high cost. Absolutely. And I think one of the good things or one of the things that you're saying is the time piece, right? So having the time and when you're rushed and you're stressed and there's 7,000 things going on, it's hard, right? You don't have the time to look, you're talking about, you know, getting your ski passes in the summer, like thinking ahead and planning ahead can be a really good um, tip. And I think also not thinking that you have to do everything, right? I mean, some of our friends, their kids are in 12 different activities and it's like, it's hard to optimize 12 different activities, right? Because, but if you think, okay, we'll do three, then it might be easier as well. So I think those are all really good tips. How do you, um, so lifestyle creep is a thing, right? So we talked, you're, you talked, you know, even your daughter talking about like, well, so-and-so's family does this. And there's a lot of comparison, especially at that young age, right? They're just kind of, they're finding their own boundaries as well. So how can you help? What are some tips you have for fighting that lifestyle creep or trying to keep up with the Joneses? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to focus on you and not the Joneses. And that's so hard to do with all the peer pressure we get from our family, our friends, our neighbors, social media, you know, the list goes on and on and on. You're getting bombarded with, oh, so-and-so's on vacation. We should go on vacation. You know, it, it, it's just nonstop, right? So, but the, the key is to realize that everyone is selfishly thinking about themselves. So while you're trying to keep up with the Joneses thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to do this because so-and-so is doing this and then we're going to whatever, become friends because of that. No one's aware of what you're doing. No one cares what you're doing. So there's really no need to keep up with anyone. I mean, it's so hard to get out of that treadmill of like, oh, she's doing it. He's doing it. We're all doing it. Then I've got to do it too. So like, I get it that it seems like you're missing out if you're not doing these things and keeping up with the Joneses, but really you have to figure out, is this something that 
I value or we as a family value. If it is, then okay, then it might be worth the money. But if it's not, then don't spend your money on that. Don't spend your time on that, even if it's free. Like it's just not worth it. And like you said before, like having the slow, those calm moments throughout your day and not being so jammed, those are the moments when your kids are able to play and be imaginative and creative, and which is so important for kids, but we're stripping that away from them because we feel like, oh, they have to learn French and piano and, you know, all the different things, all the sports by the time they're four, it's like, no, they just want to play. Like they just want, and they want you and your time and your attention. That is what they want. And none of that comes at a cost. So I think it's realizing like, You might be doing what you think is the best thing for your kids, but then you realize, like, take a step back and be like, do they just want snuggles? Do they just want cuddles? Do they just want my attention? Go for a walk. Go do that with them. You know, take 20 minutes to go and check the mail because that's really what they want to do. They want to be the ones to hold the key and put it into the slot and turn it, you know, turn it into a whole big adventure, right? That's 20 minutes of your time that was totally free, but they loved it. So like little things like that, that you can constantly be thinking about throughout your day, like go find a bug and just stare at that bug and talk about the bug and how many legs it has and why is it moving that way? Does it have wings? All this stuff. I love to like picture myself as a kid. Like, so I love being at home with my kids. I understand some parents do not, but I love that sort of stuff where it takes you an hour to walk around the block and they got, they just got fresh air and you learn something and all the while it didn't cost a penny. And those are the moments that people are not Instagramming, right? Like those are, you're not seeing that, but those are what your kids want, right? Your kid doesn't even know what Instagram is. And I think you made a good point. Not everybody, um, those activities aren't for everybody and that's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, you spend all your time at home or, you know, that kind of thing. It's about finding those moments about what your kid wants to do. And oftentimes those are the ones that aren't, those are the visa moment priceless ones, right? So I can totally understand that. This all sounds really great, but what happens if someone wants to save money? They're listening to this and they're like, yes, but where do, it seems a lot overwhelming. It seems like you spend a lot of time doing this. Maybe it's not for me. Where do you suggest I start? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to start small. Um, and but the smallest thing, and the, but the most important thing that most people skip is to track your expenses, like literally to the penny. So I have been doing this from 2009 from after I finished school and started my first like big girl job. And it's super simple. It's just on an Excel spreadsheet where I have, you know, column for the date, what the expense was and how much it costs. And then another column for the income that's coming in and how much the income was. And that literally I have a tab for each month. And that is what I have been doing for whatever that's been now, 13 years. So knowing where your money is coming in and going out is so important. And it you, it doesn't seem like it is, but it's more the mental psychological type of thing where you're going in say a week or monthly, however often it makes sense for you to do it. And you go in and you log in and you're like, Oh, you might be thinking this in the back of your head. Like, Oh, I bought those shoes. Oh, they were $64. I've only worn them once so far. And then you, you kind of click that like, Oh, that probably wasn't the smartest purchase, you know, whatever it may be. I'm just using that as an example, of course, but, you know, being aware of your expenses, because the biggest, the most important thing to increase your amount of time that you don't need to be at work is your savings rate. And the higher your savings rate can be, you know, the more, the faster that you can get to your you know financial independence number. And, you know, it's important not to really rush the journey and anything like that, but you really need to know where that gap is. How much are you spending? How much are you earning? And how do we increase that gap? So tracking your expenses is 
huge, huge, huge. Um, and then really, once you're doing that, it's, it's also figuring out what you value, which I mentioned before, and we coined ourselves as valueists. And it's basically where we figure out what we value, and we cut out the fluff. And it's as simple as that. So we really don't spend a lot of money. And if most people looking in, like they think that we are living like, how are we living this lifestyle? But for us, we are very happy. So we don't care. Like we don't care that we could be spending more. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's a huge thing is like focus on you and your family and what it is that you value and get rid of the rest. Do you have Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus and cable? And, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Do you need all of those? Can you rip out all of them except one and keep one going for the month and utilize that? And once you've explored all those shows or channels or whatever, then switch to another platform, like things like that. You know, do you really need this phone plan, all these little things that we're not saying get rid of completely, but just challenge them. Look at what you're spending each month. And like, is there a better way to get the same quality service where I'm not depriving myself, but I'm able to cut back the cost? And there's likely a good chance that you are. So that's where I would start. I mean, your biggest expenses are going to be housing, transportation, and food. Typically, those are your top three. So focus on those three things where you tend to be spending a lot of your money and try to figure out how you can cut back in those areas. And then and then go get that latte. Like go have lunch with your friend. Like those aren't the things I'm telling you to cut out. It's the bigger things of the picture. And then it's really, really important to celebrate wins along the way. So if you're in debt and you finally get to a zero mark, a zero net worth, celebrate that. If you're at zero and you made your first thousand dollars of saving, celebrate that. 10,000, celebrate that. 50,000, celebrate that. All these things you need to be celebrating. There's the end goal is great, but you need to celebrate the wins along the way or else it's you're going to feel like you're never going to get there because it does take time. So those are like my, I would feel like are my top, uh, you know, pieces of advice is just like, make sure you're not getting too down on yourself and don't see it as deprivation because not that is not the purpose of any of this. It's figuring out how to enjoy this journey. And especially if you have kids, you want to be enjoying the journey while they are young, hopefully. So figure out, you know, maybe one of you can shift to part-time work. Maybe you can become a single income household. Maybe, you know, you both can work part-time, but juggle the shifts around or something like that, where maybe you can eliminate childcare, you know, 50% of the childcare. And that way you are at home more with your kids. That is a huge win if you can figure out how to do something like that. And I think a lot of this is a lot of conversations, right? So if you never talked about things like this before and thinking this is even a possibility, having those conversations and childcare, I think the, you know, government coming out with this $10 a day childcare is going to be a game changer for a lot of families. And it's going to have some great conversations. Um, a parent might be able to stay home, you know, and that is going to open up some doors, hopefully. And if it's, if you haven't had that conversation yet, definitely do right. Start having those conversations seek and is your childcare, you know, um, are they on the grant program? See if you can get into one that is because that will substantially reduce the cost. We know, um, our little ones in preschool and they just announced that, yeah, they have the grant program. And it's like, we're getting a refund now because we paid and we're like, Oh, it was so cheap. It was like cheap to begin with. And now it's even cheaper. Right. Like, so, and it was, so yeah, I definitely think, you know, just, having those conversations. And I think you've made some really good points. Um, I really like the tip of this is how our family does it, right? It doesn't matter what other people are doing. I think that is a great tip and a good conversation for kids, right? Because not every family does do it the same. Yeah. And they shouldn't feel like there, you shouldn't feel like you're doing it wrong because you're not doing something that is okay. Like the kids who are in all the activities and doing everything, ask the kid, like, Hey, do you enjoy, you know, not 
being home until 8 p.m. and then having to eat dinner in four minutes and then you're passed out of sleep. Like maybe the kid loves that. And some kids probably do thrive on that. But I am going to guess that there's a lot of kids that don't love that lifestyle and their parents think they're doing the best, but they're not like, so like you need to have the conversation with the kids too. Like, are you enjoying this? Would you like to try this or that? And maybe give them an option of, okay, these are the different sports that are offered pick one. And then you try that one out for that season. And if they liked it, do it again next year. If not show them the options again and be like, okay, we tried this last year. Why don't we try one of these other ones this year? You don't need to have them all going at the same time. Like that's just way too much for kids. Now, is there any mistakes that someone can make trying to save money as a family? I'm sure. I'm sure you can go like too extreme, of course, where you think like, oh, I'm well, you like, here's an example. You can say, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to do all these different things. So that way I can be at home. But then when you're at home, now you feel this pressure that you have to deliver in some other way. So you're maybe not spending time with kids, which is what you're supposed to be doing. But instead, you're feeling like you need to do 20 different side hustles now because you aren't doing your, you know, regular nine to five job instead. And you need to be way on top of the household chores. And while the kids are out and about, like, no, 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 like no parent can be super, superhuman. Like that just cannot happen. So you have to know your limits and know that, okay, I am purposefully spending this time not at work to be with my kids. If that's something you choose and are able to do, like, then that is your job. Your job is to keep them alive, number one, and make sure they are entertained in a sense, entertained and loved. And how do you do that? Like, so there are so many ways that you can do that for free and you can, but don't go down like the the rabbit hole. Like I need to be the best at this, 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 this. And then you see all the social media accounts of all the parents out there that are, you know, hand making this and that and this and that all in a day. It's like, you do not need to do all of that again, like slow things down and just keep it simple. For example, we're on vacation right now and, and Finn, she is using her slipper and a baby wet wipe as a pretend bed and a blanket for her little doll that she brought because we don't we don't have a doll we don't have a bed anything here for her little friends so like kids are creative and they can come up with so many things if you give them the time and space it does not need to be perfect it does not need to be color coded and perfectly matched and everything like that like just let them have the time to be them and that's what they need and so you don't need to overcomplicate it, especially if you are at home with your kids. Like they just like we keep harping here. Like they just want your attention, whether it's playing with them, reading stories to them, cooking with them, things like that. Everything that you're doing in your everyday, just include them in it and they're going to feel happy. And I think that goes for kids of all ages, right? We've talked a lot about, obviously we both have young kids at home, but if you have older kids, oftentimes they still just want your attention. They still just want your focus. Uh, they might rebel a little bit and maybe not want it sometimes. Um, but what I'm hearing really is be purposeful with your time and your money. And then um, that's how you save money because you're not wasting on things that don't bring you value and that don't have a purpose to you. So when you do spend money, it doesn't feel like a waste and you also don't feel like you're depriving yourself. So thanks, Court. I think there's been a ton of uh, tips. I know I'm, I've been taking notes and I'm going to be, you know, watching this again. Uh, I always learn something. I think the last time I heard you speak, it was volunteering for things to get, um, save some money. I thought that was such a great tip. If you want to do something, see if you can volunteer to kind of save some money that way. What a great tip and what a great way to do things as a family. So if you want to learn more about how to save money with a family or other optimizations, make sure to check out Court's blog, uh, Modern Family, and that's where she helps families and other individuals reach financial independence. So please make sure you try to con- you connect with Court um, on her blog. Thanks, Court. Yeah, thanks for having me.